Do you have a true scary story you want to share with the channel? Go to AsTheRavenDreams.com slash submit or check the links down below. And thank you. Like a lot of other people in this country, I have to depend on Uber and Lyft and other ride services to get from point A to point B anytime I don't have someone that I can ride with. While most others out there use the services because they're convenient and easier than calling a taxi, I use them because I actually have to. I have no choice. I was unfortunately diagnosed with very serious epilepsy, and as such, I'm actually restricted from ever getting my license. Something about being a high risk and possibly having a seizure while driving. Apparently, the state looks down on people that may hurt themselves or someone else because they started seizing on the highway. As such, using these services has been a godsend. I don't have to sit at home and wait for my boyfriend to come home to go anywhere, or have to call my parents and ask if they have the time to come and get me, just so I can go to the store to get some avocados for dinner. They've seriously changed my life, and I am beyond grateful for them. That said, not all of my rides have been perfect. Most of the time, I put it in the app, I get the people that show up at my door, and I get in the car. Most of the time, there aren't any issues, and most of the time, it's just a matter of making sure that I have enough money to pay them. I will seriously say that almost all of the drivers I've dealt with have been nothing short of amazing. They're fast, dependable, and I'll sometimes explain to them that I do have a medical issue that makes me unable to drive. Usually, when they hear that, they loosen up and realize I'm not just some girl that doesn't want to drive myself. Now, all of my praise for this wonderful service is one thing, but, like I said, it's not always perfect. Sometimes, you get drivers that are straight-up rude, or just not talkative. I can typically deal with the ones that don't want to talk. It's whatever. In the end, they're there to do their job and nothing more. That's fine. But when they get rude for no reason, that I do have an issue with. I'll rate them low and pretty much just move on. That is... I'll accept this one driver that this story is about. This happened probably about a year or so ago. I think it was late 2019, because it was definitely before we all had to spend a year inside, but not by much. It was one of those days where my boyfriend was at work. I didn't want to bother my sister or parents, and I needed to go to the store for various things. For the most part, just like any other day, I loaded up my app and I put in for a ride. I marked the local supermarket, and it said that my driver, Manny, was on the way. Great, no problem. Everything was working as it was supposed to. Then, 
Manny pulled up in a not very well taken care of Nissan sedan. And I'm not one to judge people, honestly. I know that some people can't afford new cars, and he may have just been doing this to make ends meet for whatever reason, but this car kind of looked like it was coming close to the end of its life. The paint was peeling, the rear passenger side tire was half low, there were more issues, but in the end, I just said whatever and got in. I needed to get to my store. It was only about a 10 minute drive at most, and I could just call for a new driver when I needed to get back home. In the end, if the car got me to where I needed to go, then I would be happy. As soon as I got in, I noticed that this guy was just staring at me. Like, intently staring at me. I tried to smile in an attempt to maybe break the tension, but he just kept his face focused and his eyes wide open. After I got situated in the back seat, I looked up and, sure enough, he was still staring at me. It was at this point that I realized this guy looked like he hadn't slept in a couple months. His eyes were sunken in, the skin around them was bluish, and his face looked dry and tight. Again, not one to judge, but he was clearly either not well or on something. But, once again, me being the self-contained and fairly small woman that I am, I just kind of nodded and asked if he knew the best route to the store. His response was, the phone will tell me where to go. And then, he slowly shifted his gaze forward. He starts pulling forward back onto the road, slowly, and he glances back at me again, and asks me my name. I gave a slight smile, and I told him that my name was Ashley. It didn't click until after the ride that the app would have told him my name, and he should have known it. He nodded slowly and started to make that weird noise people make whenever they suck on their teeth, followed by a bit of a low grumbling sound. I reflexively asked him if he was okay, and he seriously said no. It was around this time that I was certain that I was about to die. This whole trip, the whole four minutes and less than half a mile of it, were honestly enough to make my stomach turn and my skin crawl. I grabbed my bag and put my hand in it, gripping my mace and just holding on to it just in case. He turns onto one of the main roads, making the turn as slow as he possibly could, and then looks back again. Are you religious, Ashley? I sheepishly replied, Not particularly. And he laughed at my response, and then slightly shook his head. You should be. He nodded as he started talking again. You should be, Ashley. You should be. You need to be. I think I just replied with, Okay... He glared in the mirror again and started back up. No, it's not okay. You don't know what's coming. 
His tone was seriously freaky at this point. Big things are going to happen. And you need to repent, Ashley. You need to beg forgiveness. And you need to repent for everything you've done in this life and every past life that got you to this point. Mind you, at this point, he was already driving around 20 in a 35 and repeatedly glancing back up in the mirror at me. Ashley, tell me that you're sorry for what you've done. Repent to me, Ashley. I... Um... I'm sorry for everything that I've done. I just kind of felt like if I did what he asked, I might make it through this ride. Good. That's good, Ashley. Now that you've started to repent, you can beg for forgiveness when it matters. It was at this point that he pulled the car over toward a sidewalk and looked back at me again. I started to reach for the door handle, but he shouted at me to stop, and I jumped when he did. I could feel myself starting to hyperventilate, and I was definitely in a state of panic. He then said that we needed to say a prayer, and that he would let me go on with my day after that. Once again, I just nodded, and I looked down, waiting for him to say what he needed to say. To our dear father, I beg of you, forgive Ashley, for she knows not what is to come. Her soul is clean, she means well, and she deserves the love of you and all those that watch over us. I beg of you, father, accept Ashley's request for forgiveness. Allow her to ascend when you return. I beg of you, father. Accept Ashley's love into your heart as she has started to accept your love into hers. She has been reached. She has begun her first steps down the path to your paradise. And I beg of you, Father, please show her the way. Amen. By this point, I was starting to cry and felt like I was about to pass out. I said amen and then said thank you to him. Yes, I seriously thanked him at that moment, because I had no idea what was going to happen. Surprisingly, the answer is nothing. He hit the unlock button and told me that I could go. I opened the door, he told me to have a blessed day and drove off. This whole ordeal was around ten minutes, and he hadn't taken me more than a couple blocks down the way. My only thoughts were... How the hell did I not get murdered just then, and what the hell just happened? Obviously, I contacted Uber support to report this, but I have no idea what ended up happening. They didn't inform me that they were going to take action against him, and I'm pretty sure he rated me as a 5-star passenger. The only thing that I ended up with was a refund of the trip because he was unable to get me to my destination. I have no idea what happened to Manny, the apocalyptic preacher, for whoever the hell his father was, but I hope to never, ever run into him again.
Uber had first come out and this incident happened to me. I was 23 at the time, freshly graduated from college, and one day I was running late for my job. I had heard nothing but good things about the new car service, and as a person living in New York, Uber sounded a lot easier than trying to flag down a taxi or try to drive my way through traffic. I had downloaded the app on my cell phone through the advice of a friend. She apparently used it all of the time and absolutely loved it. I was reluctant to use this car service, but I really needed to get to work, so I unlocked my phone, opened the app, and requested a ride. My particular Uber wasn't going to be there for about 10 minutes, which I'll admit I wasn't happy about, but if it meant that I would potentially get to work on time, then it would be worth the wait. I was in the middle of texting a coworker about the possibility of being late when an alert popped up on my phone. The alert was notifying me that my car had arrived. I looked up to see a silver four-door sedan pulling up alongside the curb 15 minutes after I had initially requested the ride. Ten minutes my ass, I had thought to myself. The extra five minutes alone will undoubtedly make me late. I pulled open the back passenger door and hesitantly slid into the seat. I shut the door and fastened my seatbelt just as the driver asked where I was headed. He nodded once I told him the address of my workplace. The doors locked as he pulled away from the curb and headed down the street from my apartment. I had a bad feeling churning in the pit of my stomach. I swallowed the lump in my throat hoping that the nausea would subside since this was my first time riding in a car with a stranger. I watched out of the window beside me as we passed many familiar buildings not more than a few blocks from where I had been picked up. The driver glanced at me in the rearview mirror and asked me if I minded that he turned on the air conditioner because it was about 95 degrees outside. I shook my head, telling him that I didn't mind at all due to feeling hot myself. He nodded once more and turned his attention back to the road in front of him. The radio was on at one point, but he shut it off which left the two of us in a very awkward and very uncomfortable silence. Something about the driver sitting up straighter in his seat when we passed by a few police officers. It looked like he was tense, but the moment they were out of sight, he returned to his relaxed demeanor. That act alone sent alarm bells off in my head, yet I stayed silent because I didn't know if he had any kinds of weapons with him, and I wasn't about to take the chance of possibly ending up dying over asking the stupidest question. I tried to calm myself down by unlocking my phone and finishing my response to my coworker, who had sent multiple messages since their last text. I'm honestly not sure how much time had passed because I had been so invested in the conversation that I was having with my coworker that I hadn't noticed we had driven past my destination. I remember looking out of the back window to see that my office building was now behind us. I cleared my throat and politely told the driver he had passed my destination. He glanced in the rearview mirror at me for a second time during that ride but his expression wasn't polite like it had been when I first got into the car. It was more like a look of annoyance. I nervously chewed on the inside of my right cheek. I was scared out of my mind because I was locked in the car with a complete stranger. Again, 
This being the new thing for transportation and all at the time was not easing my nerves any. I didn't know what was going to happen, but whatever this guy was planning, it couldn't be a good thing. Thankfully, my phone started vibrating. I slid the green phone icon across my screen and held the phone up to my ear. I said hello, only to be greeted by my coworker asking where the hell I was because we had a deadline for the stories we were assigned to write. I explained that I was currently in my Uber, but I was about five minutes away. I could feel the car start to slow down just before it jerked to the left. The driver had made an illegal U-turn and quickly sped down the street. To say that I was relieved to see my workplace is an understatement. I stayed on the phone until the car pulled up in front of the building, where my coworker was waiting. The doors of the car unlocked. I opened mine and quickly got out, not bothering to thank the man for the ride. Once the car was out of sight, I told my coworker everything. She was shocked, but happy as hell that she had called me when she did. That was my first and only experience with Uber. I don't know who the driver was, but I am glad that I started driving myself to work every day afterward. Uber is still a thing, but it's not for me. I just want everyone to be aware of whose car you are getting into. If the driver of your Uber ride seems off, do not get in. A few years ago, in mid-December, I had been driving to work one morning. It had snowed pretty heavily the night before, probably about six inches. I hadn't had the time to get my car prepared for winter, and I didn't even have the winter tires on yet. But, I decided to take the risk and drive to work anyway. This would turn out to be a big mistake, as I ended up losing control of my car and crashing into a metal pole. So, while my car was in the shop, I pretty much used Uber anytime I wanted or needed to get somewhere that was more than walking distance and couldn't get a ride from a friend or family member. It worked out pretty well, most of the time. Got a few annoying drivers that liked to talk and wouldn't shut up the entire way there, even when it was obvious I didn't want to talk. Most of the drivers were pretty good though, except one particular time. Late one Friday night, I had needed to ride home from work, and none of my family or friends could pick me up, and the only co-worker who lived near me, Jack, wasn't able to drop me off because he had to go out of town in the opposite direction. So, I did what I usually did. I called an Uber. I was assigned to a guy named Eric. He was white, had glasses, and brown hair. The app said he was driving a white Chrysler 300M. I don't know much about cars, so I looked up what it would look like. After that, I waited. After a while, a car pulled up. The license plate and car were right, so I asked who he was. He said he was Eric, so I got in, and we were off. I had hoped that Eric would be a quiet driver, and he was at first. Whenever we were stopped, he kept glancing and staring at me any time he thought I wouldn't notice. It began to really creep me out. Unfortunately, that's not where it ended. After a while creepily staring at me, he decided he wanted to be talkative, and he started speaking. It was fairly normal small talk at first, how my day was, where I was coming from, how was work when he learned that that's where I was coming from, things like that. Throughout that time, he never stopped staring at me, 
He went quiet for a while after the small talk was burned out, but he continued staring at me. Eventually, he half spoke, half mumbled. You know, you're really beautiful. I didn't respond, pretending I didn't hear him. He then repeated himself, louder this time. I felt like I had to respond, so I thanked him. He said, you're welcome, and went quiet for a bit. Aside from occasionally mumbling about how beautiful I was, and asked if I was in a relationship. I was really creeped at this point, but I didn't want to show it, so I thanked him, and then lied and said I was. He then repeated his statement again and said he's a lucky, lucky man. Yes, sirree, he's a lucky man to have a woman as beautiful as you. He then mumbled to himself, continuing to stare at me. He then suddenly and kind of loudly asked me if I was going to be alone where I was going or if someone was waiting for me. I lied and said no. He basically said that it was a good thing I wasn't and started mumbling to himself. I didn't hear all of it, but I heard stupid bitch and lucky she's got someone waiting for her, all while continuing to stare at me. I was really scared at this point, but I was still doing my best not to show it. He eventually stopped mumbling again, but never stopped staring at me. At some point, about 15 minutes from my house, I said he could just drop me off there if he wanted. His response was basically to not be ridiculous and that it would be stupid to walk that far, especially since I paid for the ride. I said that's fine, but he refused to stop. He started mumbling and calling me a stupid bitch again, along with other things. At this point, I was just silently praying that the ride would end soon and he wouldn't hurt me. Eventually, to my relief, we eventually pulled up to my house. I thanked him and his response was, yeah, whatever. I expected him to drive off, but he didn't. He kept staring at me until I got into my house. I filed the report to Uber, since there wasn't much else I could do. I don't know what Eric was planning if I had lied about being in a relationship and not being alone. But I don't think that I'd be here if I hadn't. I have been a driver for both Uber and Lyft in the past, since around the time I turned 20, and I've honestly loved it. It's been a fantastic way to make extra money when I needed it, and I love the whole work-when-you-want thing that they have going on. Yes, I know I sound like a walking advertisement. Trust me, I'm not. While it is a great way to make extra cash if you have a good car and live in a good area, there are absolutely some really messed up people out there. And that's the biggest issue I have with working with these services. Most of the time, I would say around 99.99% of the time, you get normal people that just need a quick ride to wherever it is that they're going. Then, that 0.01 comes along and makes you seriously second-guess everything in life. This story involves that 0.01, that tiny bit of the population that terrifies the living hell out of me. The story is actually one of the reasons I stopped driving for a while. I have since gone back to doing it, but... I think you'll get why I decided to take a break by the end. 
I remember that this was one of those ride pings that I would look forward to. Those ones where you get the message saying that there's a rider nearby, and that their destination is a good distance from where they are. I like these ones. You get to enjoy the ride, maybe have some small talk, and get paid an alright amount to do so. I accepted the ride and headed over to the house where I saw that he was standing outside. I rolled down the window and told him that I was John, his driver. He nodded and then got into the back seat. He buckled in and just kind of stared at the back of the seat that was in front of him. At first, I thought maybe he looked tired, and that would make sense because it was late in the afternoon and I was a bit drained myself. I started in on my small talk routine, basically just talking about random things like how the day was going. When I asked him how his day was, he seemed to flinch a bit and told me that he wasn't having the best day. I apologized and asked him if he wanted to vent anything, basically saying that therapy sessions were a free perk of using Uber. You'd be surprised how many people open up when they think about the fact that you'll likely never see them again. He just shook his head and told me that he didn't want to talk about it. So, I moved on to my last attempt, which was basically just mentioning any small detail to get him thinking. He was heading to another house on the other side of town, over in a neighborhood that I personally knew, so I said as much. Oh, hey, you're going off over... road name. I know that area. I used to have a friend that lived over there. It's a really nice part of town. She used to take her dog over to the dog park because they don't require a leash. After I finished my statement, he just nodded and kept staring out into space. It was then that I noticed that he was clenching his jaw really hard, and that his eyes looked bloodshot and that he just seemed out of it. We pulled up to a stop sign, and I stopped and glanced back at my passenger. Hey, I just need to check and make sure you're okay to be out here. You look like you're in pain or that something is seriously wrong. I know this may sound incredibly annoying, but I'm not going to be that driver that lets some injured person get out of my car and then die because I didn't speak up. If you need to go to the hospital, I'll take you there. We can just get the charge for the ride cancelled. I just want to make sure that you're okay. He didn't even look up at me. He just started shaking like he had the chills and continued staring off into space. Hey man, I won't report you or get you in trouble. I just need to make sure that you're okay and that you're not on some sort of substance. Th this is for my safety right now. I'm willing to help you in any way you need me to. When I said this, he finally glanced over to me and actually looked me in the eyes. He said he was fine, just that he was stressed and had had a really bad day, and that he needed to get home. In the end, I had to accept this answer. I couldn't force him to go to the hospital, but I was still concerned. I told him that if he changed his mind at any point during the rest of the ride, I would take him to get help at no charge. 
He said thank you, and I pulled back onto the road and kept going. The ride was silent for quite a while. I think we were about three quarters of the way to his destination when he asked me if I could stop. I did. I pulled over when I could and asked if he wanted me to take him to the hospital now. Then, he surprised me and said, No, I need you to take me to the police station. At this point, I was starting to wonder if this poor kid was the victim of a crime or if something happened at his original place. I asked if we needed to call 911 or if he just wanted me to drive him there, and he said to just drive. I cancelled the trip and made a mental note to call support and explain the situation to them after the fact. Then I opened maps to get to the closest station. When I got back on the road, I told him, Hey, I went ahead and cancelled the ride. You'll get a refund for it. I'll contact support and let them know that this was on me, so they don't think that you did something wrong. He then replied with, I killed my mother. Obviously, this caught me off guard. I assumed that I misheard him, and I said, I'm, I'm sorry? I murdered my mother. I strangled her, because she pissed me off. She made me mad, so I killed her. I want to turn myself in. As he said this, I could see his tears starting to well up, and my heart was seriously pounding. I nodded and told him that we were on the way to the station and that he was doing the right thing. Clearly, he was not stable at this point in time, and I didn't want to antagonize him or make him second-guess talking to the cops. As you can imagine, the entire time we were driving to the station after that, I was watching him in the mirror. I pulled up as close to the door of the station as I could, he said thank you and got out and then walked in. I pulled into one of the spots and I kind of just sat there. After a few minutes, one of the officers came out to talk to me, which I partially expected. They asked me if I knew the kid. I told them that I literally picked him up as an Uber and that I was just taking him to another house and then he told me that he wanted me to drive him here and that he had murdered his mother. I told them that I had no idea who he was, I gave them the address of where I picked him up and where he was going. I showed them in the app all the proof I could just to show that I was only an Uber driver and not an accomplice or anything like that. My worry was that they weren't going to believe me, and they were going to charge me as aiding a murderer, but they let me go when they were satisfied. And you can bet your ass I called support, and I spoke to them about this whole thing. I don't really know what I expected them to do, but I felt like I needed to tell them about it just in case the police contacted them. In the end, I have no idea what happened to the kid. I have no idea if he was telling the truth, and I have no clue what went on after I left the station. Honestly, I kind of prefer it that way. 
Lyft have been around for a while now, but I had only recently used the service because my car was in the shop and I was a college student at the time. I had gotten drunk the night before with a group of my friends, so I was pretty hungover and didn't feel safe having my friends driving in that condition. I am a safe person and generally avoid any dangerous situations where people can be hurt, so I decided to use Lyft. I downloaded the app, set up an account, and requested my ride. The cool thing about the app was that I could see a picture of what my driver looked like, what car they drove, and I could track how far away from me they were. My Lyft driver was a woman. She looked to be around my age, and she was pretty cute, so I felt confident that this would be a pleasant experience. Boy, was I wrong. I sat on the ledge beside my friend's apartment building and kept my attention on the app to watch the driver near my destination. Her black SUV parked in front of the building. I glanced at the picture of my driver and the car just to confirm that it was her before standing up from the ledge and walking toward her car. I didn't really feel comfortable about the idea of sitting in the front seat with the stranger, so I chose to sit in the back. The car was nice on the inside and the woman politely greeted me. She introduced herself as Linda and told me that if I had any requests about music or needing the heater turned down or off to let her know. I nodded my head, properly introduced myself as Sean, and told her that I'd let her know. She smiled at me before pulling away from the curb and driving down the street. I decided to keep the Lyft app open on my phone so I could monitor the ride. It wasn't a big deal for me to meet strangers. I mean, I was in college, so I met strangers every day, but this was an entirely different situation. My destination was only 40 minutes away, so at least it wouldn't be too long of a ride with Linda. I needed to get back to my dorm since today was Saturday and I had a lot of homework that I needed to get done. Besides, my boyfriend was waiting for me, which was a comforting thought in itself. I listened to the upbeat pop music on the radio as I leaned my head against the window. I didn't have any sunglasses with me, so the sun was only making my migraine worse. It couldn't have been more than 20 minutes into the ride before I heard Linda's high-pitched voice. She asked me if I needed anything because I didn't look so well. I simply told her that I hadn't slept the night before and was just trying to get back to school so that I could rest. She seemed to sympathize with me and went into explanation about how she too was currently attending college and about how stressful pulling an all-nighter to finish homework was. I listened to her ramble on for the next 20 minutes. I'm not even sure what the hell she talked about anymore, since it's been a couple of years, but I think it was to the extent of what she was studying in college. Anyway, five minutes went by while I listened to this girl who was still talking before I interjected and told her that she had missed the turn to my destination. She laughed about how she tended to talk a lot and sometimes would get distracted by what she was doing. I was happy when Linda turned right at the next stoplight to circle around the block. We pulled up in front of my dorm building. I thanked Linda for being a kind woman and told her that I wished her the best with college. She then thanked me for not being one of her annoying rides that she often had to deal with and bid me goodbye. I was relieved to walk inside of the building and take the elevator up to the third floor. I walked down the long hallway stopping at the second to last door. I unlocked the door to my room and shut the door behind me once I had stepped inside. 
My boyfriend Blake was sitting at the desk in the far corner of the room. He turned around with a smile on his face, said he was glad that I was back before proceeding to tell me that I looked like shit. I tossed a pillow at him as I crawled into bed. He asked how the ride was. I told him that the driver was nice, but she talked a lot. Overall, it was a good experience. I also mentioned that I gave her a $5 tip. I ended up falling asleep, only to be woken up by Blake. He asked what my Lyft driver's car looked like. I told him the make, model, and color, which caused his eyes to widen. I asked him what was wrong. He told me that the car had been sitting out front of the building for the past few hours. I quickly got up, walked over to the window, and peered between the blinds. Sure enough, Linda's car was sitting outside of the building. I stepped back from the window and slowly turned around to look at Blake. The worst part about the entire situation was the fact that a few of our friends had texted my boyfriend asking why some girl was wandering around the building asking if anyone could tell her what room I was in. Luckily, our friends knew that we were a gay couple and wouldn't fall for a girl telling them that she was my girlfriend. I called campus security, explained the situation, and watched as they escorted her out of the building and to her car. I watched as she drove away before reporting the incident to the lift service. I don't know what the hell happened while I was asleep, but I think that woman needed some serious mental help, and I honestly hope that she got the proper care she needed. As for my advice to anyone who still uses the service, Make sure that the drivers actually get out of sight before turning your back on them. And just as a precaution, look out of your windows every once in a while to see if their car is sitting outside of your house. I vowed that night to never use Lyft again, and I haven't. So that was a collection of Uber slash Lyft slash let's just go with rideshare stories. And they're good ones. They're damn good ones. And I would like to say a huge thank you to the always amazing Beautiful Nightmare. Beautiful Nightmare is a very good friend of the channel and a very, very close personal friend of mine. And I was so happy to have her on this video. Uh, I wanted to work with her. I've been doing more collabs this month, if you guys haven't noticed. Um... Don't worry, that's the third and final one of the month. Um, but I just wanted to have her on this one because I knew that she'd be a good part of it and it would be a good video for this week. So huge thank you again to Beautiful Nightmare for being a part of this video. Please check her out. Show her some love. She's really good. She's still really new at this, but she is trying her ass off. She's working her ass off for it and I commend her for that. And I would love to see her succeed and grow and get better and just keep moving forward because I know she can do it. So, again, if you liked what you heard with her, please check out her channel. Show her some love. Follow her on Twitter. Um, she's also a really good author. She has, I don't even know how many self-published books at this point. Um, she has one that's a full story, and I think she has two collections of short stories. And they are really good. They are fantastic. She's also been on this channel several times. Um as as an author i've narrated so many of her stories uh <laughs> so again really good friend of the channel and if you liked what you heard please show her some love go support her as much as you guys support me and yeah let's just keep that that support and love chain going 
All that said, friends, if you did enjoy this, please do consider hitting that thumbs up button and leaving me a comment what you thought of the video. You can also subscribe if you're new to the channel with the bell icon next to the subscribe button. If you are new, hit it to all so you know that you get always notified of everything I do. You can also support the channel through Patreon, Coffee, or channel memberships. All patrons and channel members get early access to all my content. Or follow me on all my social media platforms, which are down below in the description or on my website somewhere. I don't even remember where. All that said, my lovely friends, this has gone on for a very long outro, and I hope you have a beautiful day. I love you all. And, uh, yeah, you know, sleep well.